Well, Ulysses, it is one of our favorite things to do, and that is mailbag episode. And we have one today. And we don't have one, but two great questions that we will go over. And it's fun Thursday. So guess what? There's baseball trivia and name that war. So let's get started right now. You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sombrano. And we are the host of the Locked On Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making us your very first listen every day. Be sure to check out and subscribe to our YouTube channel at Locked On Rays, as well as all the other traditional podcasting platforms. You can also email us, reach out to us anytime, LockedOnRays at gmail.com, and find us on X and Instagram. All right, without further ado, let's dive into the mailbag questions that we have. This first one from Charles McGregor. It's a question about six-man rotations. He says, Hey, fellas, with the recent signing of Uwasawa, I was wondering what you all thought of rolling with a six-man rotation to start the season. The case I'd make is that it helps with wear and tear for injury-prone Savali and Eflin, reduces inning count for young pitchers, and helps ease Littell into going a full season for the first time as a starter. What do you all think? Well, Charles, thank you so much for writing to us. Uh, He was part of our baseball fantasy league, so that was pretty cool. Um, We will have one this year as well. Uh, If there was a year ever to try six-man rotation, it would be 2024 for the Reds. Like, like nothing has um, appeared in 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 front of them as as easy of a scenario as that they could do the six man rotation uh, in 2024 because of all of those names that he mentioned. You know, not only Boz is coming from TJ uh, Bradley. One of the things that they they mentioned. Uh, with Tash getting down to AAA after his his first call up, it was well. We want him to get uh, into the routine of being in a five man rotation. So you can't sell right. me that like Taj Bradley is well. He's he's so he is so used to being in a five man rotation. You can't break that up. No, you certainly can. And Zach Littell, dude, was a reliever last year. For half right. of it. So you can't also sell me, well, he's just a strict five-man rotation. So really, it's about Eflin and Savale. Could they potentially break up their regimen of being a five-day uh, starter or going every five days? That's where it is. That's where the the, the problem is, especially with Eflin, giving him the, the most money as a free agent. Right. And I believe this year he gets paid... Help me out, 18? Uh, yeah, a good chunk of change, for so, sure. So you, so he's the number one guy you're going to be asking if this is going to be okay. And that is where, Charles, this all falls down. I don't think it'll happen because of Zach Eflin. Right, and I'm glad you brought that up because you stole the words and the points right from me. I think it starts and ends with how does Zach Eflin feel about this if he's good with it if he's on board with that everybody else falls in line 
Savali, okay, maybe you take a little bit of his opinion and thought process, but to me, it's all about Zach Eflin, especially yeah. with what he does and provides, not just on the field, but off the field as far as that leadership, veteran quality, and um, really stepping up and stepping forth into that role. And let's not forget, wasn't too shabby on the mound. 177 and two-thirds innings pitched. I will say, if you go with a six-man rotation – for the full season, not saying that the Rays necessarily would. Maybe it's um just a thing to try out here and there, bits and pieces, piecemeal, whatever it may be. I find it really, really hard to stomach and believe that Zach Eflin or really any healthy pitcher in today's era can get to 177 and two-thirds innings on a six-man rotation on 27 starts versus 32 or 33. And I think that's uh, an important factor because at the end of the day, these guys are competitors. They want the ball handed to them, given to them. They want as many bites of the apple as they can get. Um, So I think if it was something that Zach Eflin was cool with, then yeah, go for it. (laughs) I mean, at the end of the day, it's Taz Bradley. You're going to do what we tell you to do. Yeah. Same thing. Ryan Pepio, same thing. Shane Boz, Shane Boz, I don't e- I'm not even 100% sure if he opens the season in the majors because he didn't pitch in Durham recovering no. from Tommy John, did he? Now, so. the last thing we heard um, from Shane Boz is that he would have a normal spring training. So, like, that's that's the most that we have yeah. heard from – but, no, he did not pitch in AAA. And I would like to edit something I just said about the salary – uh, Zach Eflin earns $18 million in 2025. So okay. in 2024, he'll earn 11 mil. But yeah, it starts and ends with him because he's he's your number one now. If, if, if there was a Jeffrey Springs in the rotation, if there was a Shane McClanahan, uh, Tyler Glasnow type, uh, yeah, you could just shoot that dead uh, on arrival. But yeah, if there was a, a year to try it out, it would be this year because there are so many fungible guys in the starting right. rotation with not a lot of, you know, oh, he has been doing this for seven years being in a five-man rotation. The guy is Zach Eflin. So if he's yeah. up for it, sure. But uh, I would I would probably lean towards nah. Yeah, that should be the tagline or the strap line for this 2024 race season. F it. Let's try it. F it. Let's <laughs> give it a shot. Based on what we know about McClanahan. The whole yeah. Wander Franco disaster, yeah. um, trading Tyler Glass now, bringing in a bunch of new faces. Like, I think this is the the retool. Let's get quirky. Let's get weird. Let's um, obviously you still want to be competitive and make the playoffs, but I think this is really the time and the place to if you, you know, somebody that's uh, sitting uh, in that analytics room the scouting room research room whatever it may be that hey i have an idea all right let's put it to the test in game 47 or whatever it may be and to charles point or to charles question uh as we know with uh the status of pitcher health especially in the Rays organization this might not even be a question this question might already be answered for us and solved for us based on we get to April, we get to May, and look at you're down, you know, one, two, three starters as it is. And those names that we mentioned, that's not even mentioning Uwasawa, which Charles brought up. So um, the Rays certainly 
we'll have to uh, have a plan for him, whether it's, you know, molding him into the rotation or easing him in, starting him in the minors and then uh, getting him to the big league club. And uh, when I think of Uusawa, I think of, um, I think of uh, uh, making a good decision by signing with the Rays because Bob Stevenson just inked a $33 million deal with the angels. So don't tell me that him and his agent aren't and, and others around baseball aren't saying, okay, if they can get, Bobby on the the straight and narrow and get him uh, a solid eight figure deal. Uh, yeah, we'll take a, a you know minor league deal and name uh, and you know a one year prove it deal and, and really go out and make some coin the next year. If Uwasawa comes out and shoves in twenty twenty four, this is going to be huge for the Rays' reputation because uh, Rays' reputation is already there in MLB, and and you know some people kind of hate it and all that, whatever. But if you're able to do that in the other market, which is the Japanese market, well, now there's going to lot, uh, be a lot of Uwasawas yeah. who are going to be thinking, hmm, well, maybe I should just go to that team. Because uh, I have better stuff than Uwasawa or whatever it is. And right. that that really helps the Rays in that angle. So we all have to pull through and, and, and cheer on Uwasawa because this could be huge for the for the Rays in the future of getting international players to be really interested in playing with the Rays. Now, yeah. um, there's something that I want to add on to what you said about effort 2024. Let's try it. But you yeah. got to tell me something first about some green Skittles or something like that. Oh, that is true. Yes. Um, it is something that's uh, very important, and we're going to tell you about it right now. Um, the NFL regular season has wrapped up, but there is still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get 150 buckaroos and bonus bets guaranteed. When you place a $5 bet, that's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. Uh, as you should know by now, the FanDuel app is super easy to use, and there are many different ways to bet, such as live same-game parlays, bets in a new Explore tab, and a feature called Parlay Hub, which is the best way to find popular parlays and so much more that's just the tip of the iceberg of the featureroos there so go ahead and visit fanduel.com slash locked on i'll repeat it again fanduel.com slash locked on l-o-c-k-e-d-o-n to make your first bet a layup or touchdown or whichever uh phrase you want to utilize there fanduel they are an official partner of the nfl all right, Ulysses, before moving on to this next question, anything yeah. else you wanted to tie up with what Charles put forth on the six-man rotation uh, hypothesis? I, I will link it to, to this next uh, question. By the way, Baker Mayfield, he couldn't bake, man. That sucks. Yeah, uh, that's that's unfortunate. But hey, um, it's taken Detroit a long time to get cooking, so – uh, is this, it is, is the Detroit Lions like the Baltimore Orioles? Like they've they've sucked so hard and so yeah. long that people around are like, okay, they can have this one. Basically, that's the situation. They're and you could even take it to another extreme. They're like the the Baltimore Orioles times three or four <laughs> times over. So that's a good uh, analogy and 
comparison there. So uh, right. maybe next year, Baker certainly uh, earned himself uh, some money, but yeah. I didn't. I honestly didn't think they'd make it that far uh, this year, based on how the season started and the off-season rumblings and so forth. Which it goes back and maybe to this question by Chase, uh, which mm-hmm. we'll get to. It's not how you start; it's how you finish. So, right. um, uh, Chase uh, Ross, our buddy, OG listener. Uh, has this question about Fan Day and beyond. Uh, he says, hey guys, I'm going to miss Fan Fest because that Saturday I have a special Olympics horse show. My question, however, is how do you feel about the Rays in the season? Do you think that we'll be in for a long summer? Have a nice day. Well, Chase, as always, thank you for participating in, in our community and for being part of it for so long now. Um, good luck, first of all, in that horse show, the yes. Special Olympics. That's really cool. Uh, good luck there. Uh, to answer this question, I will tell you that we posted a poll on our social media. Okay. It said the race first competitive window was 2008 to 2013. The Rays started a new one in 2018, winning 90 games, and have been to the playoffs for five straight years. The question is, is 2024 the beginning of a third window, or does it feel like it's still part of that second one? Uh, 45% of people are saying that this still feels like the second window. 34% of the people say this feels like a new window, and 21% hadn't thought about it. Uh, one comment here, Brian Stark says, when you look at the second window, you have guys like Bilal, Yandi, and starting in 2020, Pete and Randy. Until those four guys are all gone, I don't think it can be a new window. It's a soft transition, though. 2026 probably starts a new window. What do you think about that, Kevin? Well, it's kind of a mixed bag as far as the uh, opinions go there from the listeners. Uh, definitely a split split takes on that um i mean just overall i i think it is a little bit of a start of a new window i see just on paper and just how things are going that i could see this team winning high 80s low 90s still making the playoffs but not being that dominant high 90s hundreds winning team that's kind of where where I'm at right now. I think it's seeing and witnessing which young players can step up and take it to the next level. We know that at some point, uh, Randy Rosarena and other bigger names are going to have an expiration date, expiration clock within the Rays organization and will be shipped off or moved away. Um, And I think that they're kind of beginning to start it. So I think we're, we're starting to see that transition, if you will, which is why I go back to the point of, hey, let's try out some different things, some new things, some um, unique ideas, and and give the young players uh, a long leash, which I know that Chase asked, hey, are we in for a long summer? I think you could be in for a long late March, April, May, just as a lot of these newbies um, get their wind under their sails, be it Camonero or DeLuca or Mead or Aranda or the new pitchers. Um, plus you have the Taylor Walls injury as well. And Shane Boz, like in Uasawa, I mean, there's probably going to be some 
you know, getting back on track uh, or uh, a learning curve with those guys. Um, so that's kind of how I see it. Uh, I certainly don't see the team going uh, 13 and 0 to start the season like last year. <laughs> No, no, I, I agree with you. I feel like it is, you know, Brian says it's a soft transition. Uh, I, I I understand that it's a soft transition. I do think that people that say that it's still the second window, I feel like from my perspective, they're seeing it as you cannot start a new window within a streak of playoff uh, appearances. Right. So until that that playoff streak is broken, then that still remains the set that same window. I disagree if, if if with with that thought because you can yeah I know he said Randy Bilau Yandi and Pete fine, but then I can also name you Margot Glass now like Snell. Wander and that's the thing I think Wander is a big part of this yeah discussion if he was still. Part of it, um, legitimately part of the organization. I think you could still make the case that you're in that second window, and I think the Rays would build off that and work through that and work Wait. around having Wander on the roster. But now that he's, I mean, I, I just, I, I would say most uh, a strong percentage that he will not be playing a game for the Rays anytime soon. That they're they're ready to move on to a new era and find I, who, who's that who's that face of the franchise going forward because he was supposed to be the guy until uh for the next 10 years 20, 20 uh 35 2038 whatever he was supposed to be the guy for the next decade he was going yeah. to have his face plastered all over and he was already starting to uh you're no longer counting on him i don't think the rays are counting on him uh i don't think the fandom is counting on him but look at that i i just i i disagree i think it's i think it's a third window uh, because <laughs> let's go back to the first question. I will repeat the names in the starting rotation. Zach Eflin, Zavale, Littell, Pepio, Taj, and Uwasawa. Yeah. That has nothing like so that has nothing to do with the second window. I'm sorry. I'm right. sorry. I it just it has it this 2024. It has a different feel. It has a Curtis Mead that could be a starting uh, uh, lineup kind of guy, or if not, could be getting a lot of uh, platoon opportunities at second base with Brendan Lau. So Brendan Lau is not is not going to be counted on for most of the season. You know, you're talking about Junior Caminero, but possibly playing uh, a starting role as well. So you got um, Caballero. Uh, you know, you I don't. I just I feel like this is a lot of the Rays operate with refreshing the roster and all that, but there is a different feel for what the 2024 season and the roster has right now that I, I I go back into this poll and I just, I feel like it is a new window. Yeah. And which isn't a bad thing. I mean, it's just that at at some point there's got to be a transition. And I think that their, their move from window two to number three isn't as big of a drop off as a lot of other organizations. So we should still hold that in high regard, which I go back to it. I still see this as a, a team that can make the playoffs and should make the playoffs. It's just um, there, there could be some, some tough circumstances as there are in any 162 game season, there's ebbs and flows, ups and downs. And, you know, harken back to the Rangers, they finished, second in their division they went 90 and 72 and where'd they wind up 
without Jacob deGrom in a late playoff debut for Max Scherzer. So uh, sometimes you got to play the games and and kind of see how it all shakes out. Speaking of that, um, I think I am curious and interested to see how the Rays come out of the gates. I guess March 28th is their uh, first game opening day because they will start the year, uh, unless I'm mistaken here, they will start the year with a four-game uh, four game series first Toronto, which it should be easy for them because they'll just have to move from Dunedin to St. Pete for that start of the season. Mm-hmm. And then they face the defending world champion, Texas Rangers. And then they have a West Coast trip Whew. against the uh, Rockies and Angels, respectively. So you're facing two really, really good squads to open the year. And then, all right, now you're going to uh, West Coast, different time zone, a lot of miles away. So mm-hmm. how they come out of that, um, you know, I, I'm just interested to see how it, how, how they start this season from that from that standpoint, that point of view. But I think that, um, you know, I'm, I'm sure there's some, players young players that'll come out of the gates hot but i think it is going to take some time to to mold and meld together and work through some things um and then that's what spring training's for as well but uh i'm in a weird way excited about what this 2024 squad brings because i think there's so much potential and hope for what some of these guys can develop and become like can pepio become an all-star New thing, Camonero, the next great thing. Um, let's give Curtis Mead a legit chance. Let's give Aranda a legit chance. Let's give DeLuca a legit chance. I think that's kind of what we should um, all take out of this uh, glass half full looking at it. Yeah, I, I think I, I, I'm excited as well too, and I think it's because of that newness feel. It's that yeah. you've got new toys in the roster now that you can that you can play with and and, and plug here, plug there, and give opportunities to guys who haven't um, been able to to be given that chance because there were other players ahead of them. So no, I think it's uh, just because it's. I mean, at least for me, and I, and I believe that it is for you too because of what you said. Just because we feel like it's a new window, that doesn't mean that it's a negative thing it, right. it, on the contrary it's something to look forward to and, and hopefully we can give us this new window can give us uh as many good memories as the first window and as the second one did yeah hey there's enough to be negative about with the Rays organization based on some of the the happenings that have uh, occurred there all right um baseball trivia name that war we got to get the theme music ready it's been a while night driving there we go. Love to hear that. Uh, Ulysses, what do you have in the way of baseball trivia? Well, as you guys know, the Hall of Fame votes came in this week. So I thought baseball trivia should go that route. Adrian Beltre got inducted with 95.1% of um, the percentage of ballots, right? There are only 18 players inducted with a higher percentage of being on the ballots than Beltre. Kevin, can you name nine of these 18 players with a higher percentage of 95.1%? Half of them, oh my goodness. Yeah. Well, I guess that tells you something about how good that Beltre was. Um, Well, Derek Jeter. Derek Jeter is correct. 
99.7. He's been top of mind. Um, Mariano Rivera. Very good. He is 100%. He is the leader uh, of this board here. I'm really going to go all Yankees here. Uh, <laughs> no. Babe Ruth. He is correct. 95.1% just like Beltre. He's tied with Beltre. Tied with Beltre. Okay. Hey, keep going Yankees, I guess. Mickey Mantle. Mickey Mantle is your strike number one. Keep going Yankees. Joe DiMaggio. He is your strike two. Oh, my gosh. So just protect the zone here, okay? Shorten that swing, baby. Shorten that swing. Protect the zone. Big names. Big, right? Bigly. Like, bigger than Babe Ruth and some... I mean, it's okay. it's like... I mean, and you saw a lot of these guys, too. Hank Aaron. He is correct. Hank Aaron... Got in with 97.8%. I saw a lot of these guys, too, he says. So we have Jeter, Rivera, Ruth. Is that right? Or you have Jeter, Mariano, Ruth, Hank. Ken Griffey has to be Ken Griffey Jr. He is number three on this list with 99.3%. Can you believe that three people saw Ken Griffey Jr.'s name on the ballot and they said, nah, not this year. Nah. They voted, they voted for James Shields instead. <laughs> that's a flashback to, it's a callback to the yesterday's episode. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's the thing. Some of these Hall of Fame voters. How weird. is Ken Griffey not unanimous? Like, I want to punch somebody. Yeah. I, I am Just not... like Derek Jeter, just like, I mean... I'm not I, I, basically I'm not, all these guys. I'm not inciting violence here. To be unanimous. Yes, I'm not inciting violence. I'm just like, yeah, I, I do want to punch them though. Yeah, I mean that's um. Well, let me see. Adrian Beltre. Uh, what was his career war? I'm just trying to do a little. Adrian Beltre around sixty something, right? Ninety three and a half. If your no. career war is over ninety, as a position player, you should be unanimous. I was so off. Okay, ninety. Yeah. Um, and by the way, I did not use that as a cheating mechanism to look up other members of the Hall of Fame. This is straight from the dome. I've got five. Oh, this is a good question. Uh, I know. I loved it when I came up with it. I'm not going to lie. So I've seen more of these guys is what you're saying. You have. I will count how, the, how many you have seen. One, two, three, four, five. Five guys. So if you name four of the five, you're yeah, in. I'm good. You've got the question. Do I want to go Pedro Martinez? I will go Pedro Martinez. Going with the Red Sox. Going to cost you. Strike three. <laughs> the list. Mariano. Jeter. Griffey. Tom Seaver, Nolan Ryan, Cal Ripken Jr., mm. Ty Cobb, George Brett, 
Hank Aaron, you mentioned him. Tony Gwynn, one of the five guys. Randy Johnson, big unit. Uh, the Professor on the Mound, Greg Maddox. Chipper Jones, Mike Schmidt, Johnny Bench, Steve Carlton, Babe Ruth, you mentioned him. Honus Wagner, and Adrian Beltre. What percent of the vote did Pedro Martinez get? Do you have that in front of you, by any chance? Do I have... Oh, I see it. 91.1%. Okay, so I was on the right track. Yeah, 91.1%. That's correct. Did you mention Randy Johnson? Big unit, yeah. That's right. Okay. Oh, that's disappointing. I know. I know. Uh, The the question is... The five you saw were Ripken, Randy, Maddox... Jones, and a missing one. All right, whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah. Did Gwyn. you say Gwyn? Oh, yeah, Gwyn. Gwyn, okay, Johnson, right. Maddox, Jones, and, and Ripken. Well, I guess next year we can add uh, Ichiro to that list, hopefully. That's right, baby. That's right. All right, uh, great, great question. Um, hopefully you all were playing along at home. Uh, my name that war. I don't think I'll be uh, giving anything away here by saying not a Hall of Famer, but played with a Hall of Famer or multiple Hall of Famers. Uh, and I came up with this guy because Adrian Beltre, my name that war is oddly related to that. Um, Beltre played for the Red Sox in 2010. This individual was a teammate of Adrian Beltre with the Red Sox in 2010 at the tender age of 34 years old this player was marco scudero what is his career baseball reference war oh buddy i love this one i love this venezuelan bump venezuelan bump the pride of san felipe that's right baby that is right you know i saw him on um right on the coast right that's right. Look I have no you. idea. Actually, I just <laughs> pulled that out of my bum. Look at you putting on Google Maps. Um, dude, um, so I'm on West Palm Beach when Venezuela was doing, um, uh, you know, spring training for uh, the World Baseball Classic. He was so dope. Talked to him for a little bit. Um, okay. Marcus Is it Scudero. bad if I said that I always assumed he was Italian based on his first name and last name? Well, yeah, he he definitely has um his his family is definitely like it has to be Marco Scudero. Oh, okay. There's, there's, there's no way. I don't know personally. I, I don't know, but I mean his dad's name is Donato. Donato Scutaro. I mean, I would okay. think. Yeah. Marco Scudero. Okay, so he played from 03. I remember that because I saw him against the Devil Race while he was with Oakland. 03 till about, he definitely won that championship in 14 with the Giants. So let's say 12 years. And he was damn good. He was damn good. I would say a three-war guy every time. So he would be like 36-war. Let's take him off a little bit. I would go with 32. Marco Scudero. Uh, I did look it up. He is of Italian descent, Hmm. by the way. Um, Shortstop, second baseman, third baseman. 
He played 13 years okay. with the Athletics, Giants, Mets, Red Sox, Toronto Blue Jays, and Colorado Rockies. He, in those 13 years, had an all-star appearance, a World Series ring, and an NLCS MVP title. Uh, 1,355 career hits, 77 career homers, 277 career batting average, 729 OPS. Uh, look at his stolen bases. Didn't steal many bags, actually. Uh, hmm. 269 doubles, 683 runs. Um, he's got some other accomplishments as well, but the Venezuelan bump... Bumped a little bit too much. 22.1. All right. Was his All right. career war. 32 instead of 22. Okay. Gotcha. 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 Follow hey, up question. Not- How much did he make in his career? Do you guess? I would say probably around 50 mil. That was really good. 48.831 million dollars. Rounded yeah. up to 49 and you're right about there. And you, you know he got some advertisements in Venezuela too, so you can add that into the to the jackpot. All of it goes in there. But yeah, no, that's a that's a really good name that war. I loved it. I love it. I, I love when, when you throw me some Venezuelan bumps on yeah. the name that war. I love it. You just gotta be careful on the bumps. You don't want to bump too much. I bumped you it too add much. Another ten war to the score there. Another, then... See, that's that's the problem with Venezuelan bump. It just you know sometimes yeah. it's a little bit too hard on the bump. Ten Bobby war. or Bray needs the Venezuelan bump to get that. <sighs> uh, hall of fame i don't think he's uh, he's just gonna i guess perennially hover around 15 percent i yeah what the heck what the heck's going on he was better than literally vladimir guerrero and i will die on that hill you guys look can look it up on ref don't don't at me all right on that note i hope you all have a wonderful day stay safe and we will talk to you later